Hey guys, welcome back to the Checkup Podcast. Today is today is a good day. We're week six into the NFL. We got Trey Finn here talking with us. Trey, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much. Ready to get into these games. There's a lot of craziness that happened this past weekend in football. So, man, I'll tell you what. I was on the phone with Nick earlier today. We were talking, and this is just. This has to be our favorite. Like this has to be my favorite time of the year. Like when just things are coming together, you know. We're we got a third it. of the way through the NFL season. We're we're starting to to really see what a lot of these teams are made of. Um, and at the time we're recording this, we have the the NBA season just started up. They played their, playing their first set of games tonight. Um, the Bucks have already knocked off the Nets. And the Lakers and the Warriors, I believe, are playing right now. So Lakers up 46-41 right now. My my capital, you know, hockey season just started. My oh, yeah, hockey's just, back to smack the Colorado Avalanche six three. Mm, this is a lot great going on. Year, this podcast ready to be popping. Yeah, we're yeah we're going to be figuring some stuff out. Stay tuned. Um. Stay tuned. That's all I got to say. Stay tuned to the podcast. We got definitely more coming in the next couple months. So this week, we're going we're gonna to stay away from the basketball talk as of right now. We're going to let basketball kind of go for a week um, as we prepare to, to bring you some news about some NBA. I love some hockey, but this week is all about week six of the NFL. That's what we're going to get into today. Um, we're going to take a step back from our more traditional format the last few weeks. And Trey and I are going to play a little game here. Uh, we're going to play a game called Over or Under. Okay. So we got a lot of teams that, we, I mean, we got a lot of unexpected things, you know, things that Trey and I have been right about, things that we've been wrong about. So we're going to give you some of these some of these teams. We're going to talk about some of these teams and we're going to talk about if they're overrated or underrated as of right now. Or really, if if you guys, if the audience, if, you know, the the casual sports fan is overreacting or underreacting to each of these teams. Um Trey has no idea what the list is. I got a list of ah oh jeez. I got a list of 3 4 5 6 seven. 10 teams. We got 10 teams here. We might get to them all. We might not. Who knows? We're just going to get into it. Trey, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's start with the NFC. Trey, the Cardinals are 6-0. and Do you think that the public is overreacting or underreacting to the Cardinals being 6-0? I'm not going to lie. I'm actually going to have to go with underreacting on this one. I feel like not enough people are talking about the Cardinals. And it's not like the Cardinals have done like the Broncos had at the beginning of the season where they started off super hot playing some terrible teams. Like Cardinals have some some pretty notable wins and last week was one of those wins. I mean, they they thrashed the Browns. Oh, and I mean like crazy. they punished the Browns. And then a couple weeks before that, they gave it to the Rams. Yeah, so they did. They did the, the Cardinals, I feel like, are definitely not getting enough respect for how good of a team that they are. Kyler Murray's showing out. He Kyler Murray passed for like 230 yards and four touchdowns against the Browns last weekend. 
So the Cardinals are are a serious, serious threat, and they are really not getting a whole lot of publicity, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, so I got to be with you on this. <clears throat> First of all, I, what's, what's not even talk about the offense yet? Because to me, Kyler Murray is an MVP candidate. Like he's one of my three. We're oh, gonna get it, you know, hopefully we'll get into that later. But he's he has to be. Um. So, but let's talk about defense first because this is hands down <clears throat> the most surprising part about the Cardinals is not their offense, is their defense. You know, they are the, they've allowed the third least amount of points in the entire league right now. They've only allowed 109 points, and like Trey said, they are not playing scrubs. Okay, they have played the Titans. King Henry shut them down, thirty-eight to thirteen. Okay, they've um, they beat the Rams, obviously thirty-seven to twenty. The Browns, thirty-seven to fourteen. Dude, they how they're they're holding teams with some serious firepower to a very small amount of points. You held King Henry and the Titans to thirteen points, and that week and that week, Julio Jones and AJ Brown were both perfectly healthy and in the game playing. The Rams offense, you know, I got love for Matt Stafford and what they're doing. You know, the Browns offense obviously is just loaded. This, you know, I understand this past week they had, you know, a couple injuries. But honestly, you can't say football without saying injuries. It's just something we get through. And and in Cleveland's case, I'm really not trying to hear that because Nick Chubb was hurt and Kareem Hunt's your backup plan. That's right. a pretty goddamn good he backup played plan. If most, you ask if me. not all, that game. Now he's a little hurt. He's a little banged up. We're gonna see how they are going forward. But like I said, you know, especially with teams like the Ravens doing what they're doing with injuries. Like I said, you just can't say football without injuries. We gotta work through them. That's just part of the deal. You know, people gave Patrick Mahomes a lot of hate for losing the Super Bowl. He didn't even have an offensive line. So, bottom line, the Cardinals' defense is for real. Like holding the Browns to 14 points, and and seven of those are off a. Of you know, a 66-yard Hail Mary. You know what I mean? Like, this is a ridiculously loaded team. And then yeah, I mean, the, on the flip the, side, the Browns, offense. The Browns yeah, put up less than, than 300 yards of total offense on the game. Insane. Dude, it's insane. And and then we get to offense. Okay, they put up 38 points on the tight. I mean, they have an all-but-one game. And five of their games, they've put up 30, uh, 31 or more points. Think about that. In in five football games, they put up thirty one or more points. It's, and it's the bro, and these defenses are not like like the Rams defense. That's a legit top three defense yeah. in the league. And they That's almost like, have forty. Bro, and they dropped thirty. The Browns look. Their secondary isn't like the best in the world, but like their front seven is elite, elite. Their defense is. Top five, top ten defense in the league, and they thirty seven. I give them top ten. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Titans defense ain't nothing. You know, the the only team they struggled with was the 49ers. But hey, every team's you know you're allowed a hiccup here and there. I'm not too pressed about. Like, and they still won. And they still won. A dub's a dub. At the end of the day, a win is a win. Kyler Murray is like, a, in my opinion, he's an MVP candidate. He's leading the only undefeated team with eighteen, almost nineteen. Uh, 1,900 total yards, 17 touchdowns. Um, from a throwing perspective, he's 14 touchdowns and four picks. Passer rating of 116. Kyler is just – and he's doing all of this. Let me add one more thing. He's doing all of this with a very limited DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre, Look, Hop does not look like Hop. I don't know what the deal is here, okay? But I just – 
I feel like Hop is getting like the OBJ treatment where he's just not. I don't know, Trey. Maybe maybe you got insight here. Like I just don't feel like he's getting a high volume of catches. I mean, he's averaging like three. I mean, he's he's kind of look Hop. You're kind of slacking on my fantasy team, all right? No cap. All right, like you're getting like three or four catches a game. I just don't feel like he's even that involved in the offense. Yeah, I mean, he he'll always be involved in the offense just because of the profile of player that he is. Absolutely. And everyone knows Absolutely. he's a threat. So, I mean, yes. man's going to get double covered on like at least 75% of oh, the Oh, for sure. And and look, they have but enough I mean, that's for the, Tyler to work with. Yeah. Exactly. But like it I, I I don't look, I don't know how the Cardinals are doing it, but they're doing it. Dude, and, and they're doing like it this. against teams that For they real. definitely it definitely could like going into a game like against the Rams. I in previous episode we were all talking about how you and I both were talking about how the Rams were going to knock them off. I thought they were, and Kyler. they Kyler Murray came in and was like, Dude. "You guys are wrong." I got two things for you. One, they smoked the Browns. Without Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach, yeah, he literally wasn't at the game. And, and Cliff Kingsbury and some and their defensive coordinator, like they were, their special teams coordinator wasn't there. I mean, they were without a bunch of their coaching staff, and they smoked the Browns. And guys, they're getting Zach Ertz, and and to me, I mean, to me, Zach Ertz is an elite, one of the elite tight ends in the league. Like, there's yeah, only he, a handful. He definitely has been talked about enough. I mean, you've got. Obviously, you've got, Travis, you've got Travis Kelsey, you've got George Kittle. Um, if you want to throw Gronk in there just because of his stature in the league, you can. Um, Mike Gusecki is really good, too. Um, Mark Darren Andrews Waller. The Ravens, Darren Waller. I, Zach I'd take, I'd take Zach Ertz over Gusecki. Honestly, I'd take Zach Ertz over yeah. I think Zach Ertz is... I just think Zach it's hard Ertz. for Gusecki because... Same with um, uh, who's a tight end on the Lions? Was T.J. Hawkinson? I oh, think? Hawkinson. Yeah, he's real good too. Uh, Mike Gesicki's kind of Gesicki and Hawkinson kind of have this same issue where the teams that they play on are terrible. This is what I like about Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Not only is he a phenomenal pass catcher, but Zach Ertz is also a key can also block. Like he played yeah, for the Eagles, man. man. Like the that's Eagles are man. not, you know, they're not a big throwing team. They are traditionally like Darren Sproles, like. Miles Sanders, they're very, you know, just run, run, you know, run, run, run. And so, yeah. you know, he's a solid, he's a solid run blocker. And Arizona, they don't have a great running game. Chase, you know, Chase Edmonds is their leading back. Um, but, you know, he can definitely help with that. And, and another target. Like he needed, I mean, Kyler Murray, yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray's second best receiver is Christian Kirk. Like, it's not like they have a boatload of fantastic weapons. Zach Ertz is going to be huge for an already thriving offense like stellar offense i mean so i, mean, I you, you throw a top you, you throw it you yeah. throw a top top five top 10 tight end into the mix we are underreacting yeah. to the cardinals and and bro man kyler is just we all you know we always talk about lamar and the special talents he brings to the running game man kyler may not have the same yardage as lamar but kyler has more running touchdowns than Lamar this year yeah. so far. I mean, Kyle and Ky- I mean, Kyler's quick. He's shifty. I don't know how he sees over a single lineman, but he does. He just heaves that thing, man. Kyler Murray, something special. We are underreacting about the Cardinals for sure. They're loaded, man. Um, yeah. Next team 
Seahawks are two and four right now. Are we under or overreacting? Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're actually where they're supposed to be. Nobody's really talking about them. Um, their defense is terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Um, Russell Wilson's playing through some injuries. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really hear a whole lot about the Seahawks. So I'm actually just going to go ahead and say that they're, they're okay with where they're at. I don't disagree with that. Um, so Russell Wilson, let's talk Russ first. Before Russell Wilson got injured, Russell Wilson is currently leading starting quarterbacks in passer rating. His passer rating is 125 right now. Okay. Russell Wilson um, by far has the best touchdown pick ratio. With he he's thrown ten touchdowns and only a single interception. Let Russ cook was I mean could have been a serious narrative, right? If yeah. he's healthy, you know, and if he's healthy, they definitely beat the Steelers. Like they hands down, if the if they're going into overtime with Geno Snip, you know, Geno as their quarterback, like they're winning and, the game with Russ. Well, and look, Geno for all Geno for all intents and purposes played a pretty good game. But he ain't Russ. Well, so he, he ain't matter. Russ. Yeah, he ain't Russ. Russ. At the end of the day, he ain't Russ. So, um, that being said, Russ is now hurt, done for a couple weeks. They lost two games because Russ was hurt, and um, I got I I think I I agree. Like they're done. You know what I mean? They're done for the season. They're two and four. Like we're definitely not over. You know, we're definitely not right, overreacting about them. They're two and four. We don't know when Russ is going to come back. And they got the it's, hardest division in football. Th- yeah. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I, dude, their defense is atrocious. Oh, they're awful. I think they're literally the worst defense in the league right now, which is, you know, so, I have I mean, one I, thing. And if there's the Jets, one. I think the, critique, like the Jets and the Texans obviously can be thrown in that mix. But for for a team like the Seahawks, where, like, if we're if Russell Wilson is still healthy, we're still talking about them in the, the playoff mix. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're definitely not for winning sure. because of how hard their division is. But, no. I mean, we're, we're still talking about them sneaking into a wild card spot. I mean, they've – I mean, their offense isn't as high-powered as the Chiefs, but they've kind of got that same syndrome going where the offense can be really good – but the defense is just so god awful that that is the the only thing that uh, the offense is the only thing that makes them relevant. And yeah. it's and it's it won't it can only take you so far. I mean, we're, we're seeing it with the Chiefs right now. I mean, sure. a stellar offense can only get you so far. I mean, the Chiefs are sitting at the bottom of the division, and it's because their defense is terrible. Let me throw in two more critiques for you, too. I've been itching to say these for weeks. I, I've said one of them already, but the other one I've been itching to say for forever. Um, you know, when they did the, the introduction of the players during the game, there was a really bold statement made by their starting safety, Jamal Adams. He said he's the best in the league. And I got to say... I have never believed that Jamal Adams at any point in his entire career has been the best in the league. I've believed he's a bottom half safety about my entire life. Um, his entire career, I've believed he's a bottom half safety. And, you know, after watching that game, like it just reaffirmed it to me. The fact that that ball by Ben Roethlisberger, there was a, there was a play in the last couple minutes of the game 
where Big Ben is driving down, and this ball, he throws a terrible ball, goes right at Jamal Adams' neck. And Jamal Adams is such a terrible ball coverage safety that he didn't even he didn't even raise his hands. He, he just let the ball hit him. And I to me, I mean, we we all have we all have smartphones. Like, go on to Instagram and just, just like, oh my god! If you scroll, if you if you're a sports fan, you and you follow a bunch of sports pages, you've either seen it already or you're going to see it at some point. I mean, Look, it, 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 it. He says he's the best in the world, and then it immediately cuts to a a football thrown by Ben Roethlisberger, hitting him directly in the face mask. He has some horrible reaction time. I mean, it, the ball hits him in his neck, and then he puts his hands up. And at the end of the day, what Jamal Adams excels at is predictable. You know, Jamal Adams lines up for he lines up on the line of scrimmage for a safety blitz. At least once every possession. At least, at least, bare minimum once. Okay? I mean, he's... And it's just, it's really predictable. You know, if I wanted somebody to blitz, obvious, you know, an obvious blitz, like, I would just, I would rather have a linebacker. The reality is, I want my safeties to be ball hawkers. I want them to go make plays on the ball and break up passes. Okay? The reality is, he doesn't break up any passes, and he's not as hard of a hitter as I'd want him to be, you know, like when I would yeah, want my players to be scared of him, you know, when I think of a, when I think of a, a strong safety, I think of three strong safeties in our times, Trey. I think of Troy Palomalu, Cam Chancellor, and Sean mm-hmm. Taylor. That's yep. what, I th- that's my list. That's my top three list right there. Okay. Those are the safeties I think about and Jamal's not even close to him. So to me, strong safety is like, eh, whatever, bro. Yeah, I'm, I, see, I don't know. I, because I'm a Colts fan, as far as like stature is concerned, Jamal Adams and Bob Sanders are two like very similarly built players, like not very tall, but like stocky. Mm-hmm. And Bob Sanders hits harder and plays better coverage. Completely so, agreed. Completely Jamal agreed. Adams, just not he's he's not on my radar. You know exactly like you said. He's he's predictable. Um, and you know, bottom line is if Jamal Adams was that good, we wouldn't be talking about the Seahawks having one of the worst defenses ever, ever, literally, literally ever. And it's just, it's so sad to see because, you know, as we're growing up, we're watching a Legion of Boom play, you know, we're watching Cam we're watching and Legion of Thomas, Boom. we're watching the, oh, we're watching the Steelers and the Ravens go after it with their defenses. And I mean, uh, they're dude, the Seahawks fell off yeah. hard. Once the Legion of Boom split up, pretty, pretty much their whole team just went downhill. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So, Seahawks, I, I think they're, you know, overall, I guess they're they're at where they're at. You know, yeah. I no, we're... Think, I don't think much of them. I don't expect much of them. Going into this season, I didn't think they were going to be the top team in their division. I didn't even think they were going to be close. I thought they would be squeaking in for a wild card spot. Russell Wilson comes back. They still have a chance if Geno can keep them, keep their heads above water. But I don't, I didn't really no, think. I think, I think Kyler, I think Kyler and this Cardinals are way too hot for Russ to make a late comeback. I, I'm, I'm counting, I'm counting them out. Um, my last critique about Seahawks before we move on, I got to say it. And I think I've said it before on this show. I got to say it again, though. 
dude, DK Metcalf is so overrated. I'm just, I'm so sick of hearing about him. Like, I understand that DK is a physical specimen. I understand, like, he's a big dude, and he's he's a big receiver. Like, he he's threatening looking. You know what I mean? Like, his he's built, yeah, bro. Dude's, like, I mean, I don't want to fight menace. DK. Like, like, I don't want to fight DK. Like, you got me there. But my issue with DK has been that he's so he's just wildly inconsistent, and his decision making is crap. And that that is just that was proven this past game where Gino throws him a dot, right? Gino throws a dot as they're trying to get and and all he has to do is step out out of of bounds bounds so that his team can go kick the game winning field goal or the game tying field goal taken in overtime. But this freaking idiot, I mean, they could have, for all we know, Trey, they could have had enough time to run another play. Okay, yeah. but this idiot decides that he's going to ego check. He literally, guys, he catches – go watch this too. Go look it up. He catches the ball. And instead of going straight out of bounds, he stops, turns, and tries to go through two defenders. And one of the defenders goes ahead and just punches the ball out of his hands. Yeah, like if so you're only- if you're going to try and play bully ball, like you need to at least oh hold gosh. the ball. Dude, and it's just like – and so what? So not only did you not get out of bounds with no timeouts left, but then you're gonna, you're just gonna let the ball go. You're gonna fumble. Uh, to me, that should have been. I mean, th- that should have been game right there. They're so lucky they recovered that. It's not even funny. Yeah. Well, we, and then you're gonna you're gonna go at some sports oh, analysts. Yeah. Oh yeah. On, on the internet, who call you out for a terrible play. <sighs> Like I, I don't know, man. That was man. that was crazy. And for any anybody that doesn't know, uh, DK went after Shannon Sharp. Um, and if you <laughs> don't know who Shannon Sharp is, I mean, you want to you want to you want to talk about the greatest tight ends to ever play football? You've got Gronk, you've got Tony Gonzalez. Shannon Sharp might be third on that list. Antonio Gates is up there too, but and I think I, I think Shannon's probably above him. Shannon's got Shannon's, Shannon's got the rings. Shannon's yeah, no. Got the rings. Look, Shannon Sharp. I, I may not always agree with Shannon, but Shannon's. Uh, Shannon called him out player. on you know Twitter, and they had a little Twitter back and forth, and uh, it was just. It was and look, DK called him small. If you don't know what Shannon Sharp looks like, go look it up. Yeah, bro. Shannon look, Sharp I ain't trying to fight small. DK, but like, I'll fight DK over Shannon Sharp, hundred percent, any day. Hey, look, bro. I, I am. Hey, screw that. I ain't fighting either of them. Shannon Sharp is a big dude. <laughs> dude, Shannon Sharp is massive. That is a massive. He doesn't dude. even lift no more like that. Like, oh my. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, DK, you are young in peak physical condition, and yeah, Shannon's this, still drag this, your butt this, out. That's what I'm saying. Like, this dude, Shannon's <laughs> biceps the size of your head. All right. On to the next one. Trey, Dallas is 5-1. and one. Is the public overreacting or underreacting about Dallas? Overrated. That's what I like to hear, baby. Very <laughs> overrated. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I, I don't think they're very overrated. Um, I mean, it's at the end of the day. I mean, this is Dallas. I mean, it, they, they could go 13-3 and three and get bounced in the divisional round like they typically do. Okay. And it's, but so, I mean, yeah. look, last week they played a very, very close game against the Patriots. And look, for all intents and purposes, the Patriots are really not that good of a football team. Yeah. 
They have the Cowboys have a very strong offense. I I think overall they're the second best offense in the league, which actually Up surprises there. me. Um, I like Dak a lot. He's having a very very good season. Da- Dallas has a good team, and with all of the weapons that they have, they win the games that they should. Um, I think their most notable wins this year, uh, they knocked off the Chargers when the Chargers were, like, frying everybody. Um, and hopefully we get into the Chargers later, because that's another team that I'd like to talk about. Um, they're, they're, and they, and they've lost against the Bucks, but they, their only loss was to the Bucks, but they played pretty well, minus their, their defense struggled a lot against the Bucs. So I guess if I if I had to point at one thing, yes, they're five and one. To me, their defense is still a huge question mark. I mean, you have the Patriots almost dropping 30 on you. And you forced it into overtime. I uh, I don't know, man. And they play in a terrible division. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's get into this. Um first of all, Micah Parsons is one of the defensive rookie of the year candidates right now. He's playing amazing. Absolutely. Hands down. He's playing outstanding. This is my thing about the Cowboys. This is why the Cowboys were, this is why the public is overreacting. Okay. Michael, Michael Parsons might be the only consistent thing on that defense. This is why they're, we're overreacting because just like Denver. Okay. Just like a couple other teams in the league, their schedule it's pretty soft. All right. So yes, they I look, they lost to the Bucks. And we talked about week one, how week one's not an accurate representation. You know, how teams can be you know, play way better than they normally play week one because they got so much time to prepare. Great example. Got, they scored like twenty nine points on the Bucks defense. Right. But they, they still lost. They played okay. They lost, they lost but great. they lost, but they, the offense played right. great. The defense looked okay. awful. This is this is the rest of their schedule. Okay. Chargers. Second week was Chargers, okay, which, like, good, solid win, but the only – look, you're not going to hold – that defense is not going to hold – if they ran it, if they ran it back right now, Justin's frying them. Like, Justin's scoring more than 17 points on on that defense. Like, you know, but I'll take take it for what it is. The Chargers are a young team, and this happens with young teams. They, You know, sometimes they, they flake out. Like, that's part of the deal. Then they played the Eagles. They thrashed the Eagles. The Panthers – Panthers didn't have Without CMC. CMC. I'm pretty sure that's the game that CMC got hurt in. So no CMC there. What I mean, no, what no, Sam, no, no. Sam CM, don't no, do CM, so much. No, no, no. CMC got. I think CMC got hurt the game was, before. Was week three. So I perfect. think he got hurt the game no before. CMC. So CMC didn't play at all. No, like Panthers are another young defense. We're not worried about that. That's a very much that's a game that win you game. should win. And the you Giants, did. duh. Like Ugh. duh. What are we talking about? And the Patriots. Uh, you know, a reorganizing team, like another one, like, and they just got rid of their best cornerback. They're, they're literally their best cornerback. Didn't play. They go into overtime with Mac Jones. Look, I like Dak. Dak is a really good player. He he is. And he's they an incredible player. And, and he, you know what? He they, played a hell of a game yesterday. He did. He, he played a great game. Um, But to me, this is just, well, this is inflated. Dude, and, and let's talk about the rest of their schedule. They play the Vikings, the Broncos, the Falcons, and then they play Washington twice, the Giants, and Eagles again. Okay, they're going to be – they're going to have a great record. 
Like they, they are. They like hands down. I, this is going to be how go. they were Dak's rookie season. They're Look, going man, to have an incredible regular Dak's rookie season. season. Forget that. This is how they've always been. The Cowboys have always been the overhyped team going into the playoffs, and then they're going to go play the NFC. You know, the NFC champions. They're going to get slapped, and people are going to be wondering what happened. They're going to play the Titans of the NFC, and they're they're going to lose. Look, man, defense wins championships. They ain't got no defense. They don't. Van Der Esch besides, and Michael besides, Parsons, they're great. Besides, and look, yeah, what Diggs Parsons. has done so far is impressive. Props to Diggs, but it's not going to last. Like, I, I have to say that out loud because people don't believe it. I understand Diggs has picked off seven, you know, picked off a quarterback seven times. He he has two pick sixes. Awesome for him. Congrats to him. He's also on, you know, on pace to allow the third most yards ever by a cornerback. Okay. So I, I, you know, none of this, I'm not, I don't want to hear any of this Diggs Island stuff. Good for him. I'm glad he's had his stretch. He, you know, is he a good corner? Like, yeah, like I'm not saying he's a bad cornerback at all. I, it's not, but it's not going to last. This defense is not going to last when they go play against Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. They're going to play Arizona in week uh, 17. And they, I promise you, they won't want to meet him again. And the Rams, like they're, you know, I just, I don't, I don't, you got, you got to worry when you get to the playoffs. You got to worry about Kyler. You got to worry about Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Like and well, and look, if the Seahawks somehow manage to squeak into the playoffs, you got to worry about Russell Wilson too. And that's yeah. just the NFC. Yeah. Bro. If by some like act of God the Cowboys somehow make it yeah, to the Super say Bowl, <laughs> if they somehow make it to the Super Bowl. We're not even talking about the AFC teams that he could meet there. Yeah. So, so I, the Cowboys, I think, still as good as they're playing. They're playing. They're doing what they should be doing for how stacked their team is, and they've got these ridiculous numbers against some terrible teams. I shouldn't say terrible, but most of the teams are pretty, are pretty bad. Yeah. Bro, uh, I mean, 85 of their points are from the Eagles and Giants game. And you know what? They're going to play the Eagles and Giants again later in the season. And they're yeah, going to play the I mean, Skins twice. I, look, they're inflated. I, I've seen this before. We've watched, we watched this story. It's why Cowboys fans are the worst fan base in America. Okay? Because every year they get this full schedule and they get super overinflated, and and then Cowboy fans come out and say they're going to win a Super Bowl, and they get knocked out in the first couple rounds. All right, how how many times do we watch Tony Romo do the same thing with better defense? Yeah, so, and I, look, look, I I think Dak is better than Tony Romo, and like this this team, like the offense is stacked. I mean, they have top three offensive line in football. Dak is putting up some incredible numbers this season. They have good receivers, like the they have Zeke, like their their team is good, and they have they have the blueprint to make a Super Bowl winning team. They need I need to see it in the playoffs because I haven't seen it in the playoffs. Ever since Dak has gotten there, like you said, we've seen some crazy numbers in the regular season. They get to the playoffs and get bounced yeah. immediately. Yep. So um, right now, 
I think they're a little overrated. I mean, there are people saying that the Cowboys are like a top three team in football. I'm I'm not buying into nope. that stock. No, it's just avoid it, bro. It's and, just and, well, and look, just... bro. At the end of the season, like at the end of the regular season, they may have a top three record in Don't football. Care. They might, but I literally I, couldn't in, until less. I until I see them do it to a team better than the Chargers. I I don't want to hear it. Bro, I I mean and look Oh and look, the the Bucks they they actually to me don't look as good as they did the previous year. And the Cowboys lost that week one. I mean, so, uh, bro, think, that, think look, about this. To me, there this. there are better teams in the NFC, just the NFC, than the Bucks. Bro, their secondary got fried by Gronk twice that game. Right. <laughs> by Gronk. Who is getting fried by Gronk right now? Gronk got to be the slowest tight end in the league. Look, I'm not buying this crap. All right, this is bad stock, dude. Just stay away from it. The Cowboys are not going to do anything in the postseason. They're, they're going to have a great record. Like, I, I give it to you there. They got a really bad – they got a great schedule. Like, they have a very forgiving schedule. I just – bro, I, they're not going to – that's it. Yeah, I'm not, That's all I'm we got to talk about. We're moving on. I'm not talking about Dallas no more. Um, next team, we're going to stay in division for this. We're going to talk about the Giants. So the Giants, Trey, are currently 1-5. They're actually a game behind the Eagles. They are the worst team in the NFC East. Are we over or underreacting to the Giants? I mean, nobody cares. It's the Giants. Who cares? Okay. They're awful. That's that. That is a valid point. They're um. They're, they're terrible. Let, they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're, they're terrible. They're not doing anything to anybody. Their team's awful. I love Saquon Barkley to death. Um, he needs to stay healthy. Um, and even with Saquon, they're still not going over. They're they're still not going anywhere. Daniel Jones, the turnover machine. Their defense on paper, they actually have some some pretty decent pieces. They just for whatever reason, can't put it together. And they're at the, at the end of the day, they're one in five for a reason. Um, they they let the Washington football team hang thirty on them, and Washington's offense is absolutely nothing to write home about. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, I I I'm not buying in the Giants. I don't think anybody is buying in the Giants. I don't even think Giants fans are buying in the Giants. Look. This is I've said this over and over and over again. The for when you when you have if you have to pick one statistic to tell the story about a quarterback, it's got to be touchdowns. Because at the end of the day, that's what a quarterback's job is: scoring touchdowns. Daniel Jones he scored four touchdowns all season. Total, total. Okay, rushing and yeah. passing. Total. Uh no, no 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 total total six. He he has ran two in. Actually, I feel a little bit bad for Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones is somehow their leading rusher. Um, oh boy. Yeah, that's that's a bit depressing to think about. Saquon, what's going on, buddy? Um, but this is my I mean, biggest issue. Like I'll I cut said, him some slack. For, and their offensive line's terrible. It's not – well, it, their offensive line's not even that bad. I like I legitimately no, – They're that bad. They, they're Jay, that bad this season. I mean, I don't – like dude, Daniel – Daniel's not good. I just – bro, Daniel's Daniel terrible. Jones is terrible. They just got Kenny Galladay. They have Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, and you got Saquon. Look, Dar- Darius Slayton's good. This rookie, this rookie, Kadarius Tony, he's out He's out catching everybody else on the team. Like, you have, you have pieces, okay – 
I'm not saying they're elite pieces, but I'm saying their piece is good enough for more than four touchdowns. Yeah. They're, that And that's, that's the end of discussion. End of discussion. Yeah, Daniel Jones has thrown four touchdowns, and he's thrown four picks. Like, do you believe me yet that Daniel's not worth your time? Do you believe me yet? I, I think because the I Giants' think the defense Daniel. on paper is solid. Uh, the Giants' offense on paper is solid. Something's not clicking, and that that thing not clicking is your playmaker. Look, Daniel Jones. There's no reason Daniel Jones has more rushing yards than Saquon. That means he's leaving the pocket too much. That that means he's leaving the pocket too, too, much, to that or, too much. That or it's it's coaching. And we talk about him having two rushing touchdowns. Well, he's also fumbled twice. So when you look at the touchdown turnover ratio. Six touchdowns, six year. turnovers. He's thrown four picks already? Yeah, he's thrown four picks, and he has two fumbles. Four so, yeah. if so you can't, you if 50, you can't figure out how to have more touchdowns and turnovers, to me, you're not worth my time. I, and I, one in five proves to not be worth my time. If I was a Giants fan, NFL, you know, the NFL season wouldn't really be worth my time. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think the I Daniel think, Jones I ship think, has been sailed. The only people yeah. that still believe in him are the Giants. I don't I don't know why. I think we I are mean, overreacting about this. I think I think this needs like I don't know why no one's talking about this, but like Giants, like move on. Like dude, move on, please. Yeah, I mean it's I, I can Sick. respect to a, a certain extent, you know, defending your your draft pick, but geez, I mean he's awful. You know, you know what I'm going to say about that? You know, there is a certain benefit to holding yourself accountable, okay? Let's look at the Cardinals are the best example of this. The Cardinals a few years ago drafted Josh Rosen overall number one. And what did they do the next season? Bye. They said, you're not the quarterback. We missed. We're trading you. They traded Josh Rosen. Got another first round draft pick and drafted Kyler Murray. That is what happens when you are self accountable. When you can tell, when you can look other people in the eye and say, you messed up, there is, there is a way that you can fix it. Okay? But the Giants, what the Giants are doing is they're saying, no, we didn't mess up. No, no, we, he's, we just got to train him. Right, we, we just got to make him better. And they're paying the price for it. They're one in five. They have a worse record than the Eagles, and Lord knows I do not have the Giants having a, a worse record than the Eagles on my spreadsheet. I did not predict that. You can't, you can't predict that. Daniel Jones is actually playing worse than I thought he was going to play, and that's saying something. So, bro, uh, look, yeah. we are Damn. we are underreacting about this. Dan, Dan got to go. <laughs> Dan, Dan's, Dan's got to go, and they got to do something with that coaching staff. Ah, uh, yeah, Miles Garrett's not helping either. That's for sure. Um, next team. Ah, uh, Jason Garrett. Oh, Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, he's not helping. Nope. Nah, Jason Garrett is a... Yep, he's not a good coach. Yeah, yeah, Leave we, saw what did, we, we saw what he did with the Cowboys. Cowboys. Which was absolutely jack shit nothing. <sighs> nothing. Not a... Trey, the Bucks are 5-1. and one. What, uh... You, you were saying earlier you don't think they're playing as well as they did last year. Are you thinking the 5-1? and one, Are people overreacting, underreacting? I mean, do you have an opinion about the Bucks? I, th- I think they're... I was more confident in their Super Bowl capabilities last year, obviously, before the Super Bowl. Um, now, it feels like 
there are a lot of teams in the NFC who have gotten significantly better. And the Bucks are just kind of like coasting with what they had last year. They kind of have this mentality where like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it, it kind of just feels like more of the same and eventually okay. people are going to figure it out. So I, I think when, when it's all said and done, like obviously they'll, they'll have their, they'll have their record. They'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll have the best record in the NFC. So they're not going to get a first round buy. Um, I actually judging being that the season's like a third of the way over now, um, the Bucks are are not my my Super Bowl pick to come out of the uh, to come out of the NFC this year. Who is your Super Bowl pick to come out of the NFC? I mean, it's at this point you got to look at either the Cardinals or the Rams. Okay. Um, I think the Packers can go into that mix too. I just need to see a little bit more consistency from their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let me, let me put it this way. I think if there's an NFC championship game, like same setting as last year, but you have this Bucks team against this Packers team at Lambeau, I don't think the Bucks knock them off. Okay. So I agree with that, but for a different reason. So what do I think about the Bucks? I think we're about even on the Bucks. I don't think nothing about the Bucks. I, I my opinion stays true with the Bucks. I still think the Bucks are Super Bowl contenders. The Bucks right For now sure. have scored the third most points in the league. Um, the Bucks right now have some injuries on defense, and so when we say that you're not as confident as as you are about the Bucks this year than you were last year, I I kind of agree with that because the injuries on defense are a little bit concerning, um, but. I do disagree. I think they're going to have the best record coming out. I think they have a really easy schedule once again. They played the Rams already, um, and they're going to play the Bills in the future, and that's it. The rest of the games, they're going to play the rest of the NFC East. So they're going to play D.C., and they're going to play the Giants. They're going to play the Bears. They're going to play the Falcons. I mean, they're going to play the Panthers and the Jets and the Panthers again. Like, I think they have it really easy. Um the only reason I don't think that they would beat Green Bay in Lambeau again is because I don't think Aaron Rodgers is, would let that happen. I he really, can't. I, he he can't, and I just I can't see it happening. Like I just I know how I mean we we're watching Aaron just like going off right now. Like I mean, like he was tro- he I was mean, trolling yo, he was trolling him everybody. Telling the Bears that I freaking own you. After that touchdown run, was like, yeah, this is Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's it felt like Kevin Durant. Like low key, it felt like when Kevin Durant was like, you know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. You know my name. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's it's... what it felt like to me. I don't feel like like if it came down to that same call where Aaron can, you know, they can kick a field goal or Aaron can go for it on fourth down. Like, you already know the coaching staff saying, Aaron, you do you. Like, we're not messing with the mojo here. Like, we're not getting. Even We're not getting they, reprimanded again for this. Even even if they don't, Aaron Rodgers is literally he's gonna, on the field. You know, he's gonna he's gonna go tell Matt LaFleur. So go I don't off. see if for some reason they played Green Bay in Lambeau again, I don't think they beat Green Bay again. However, I will say is that the Bucks 
odds-wise, have a better chance of getting home field advantage. Last year, they got really screwed out of home field. Last year. <laughs> last oh, yeah. year. <laughs> I mean, I guess you can't say that because they got home field for the Super Bowl. But, like, <laughs> I mean, going yeah, up God. to that, they, they got screwed out of home field. I don't think that's you know they're I mean they're starting off hot this year like Tom Brady Tom Brady we're talking about MVP candidates Tom Brady is my second MVP candidate yeah Tom, Tom Brady's Brady, up there for people who don't know right now Tom Brady has thrown is the leading he's the he's leading the league in passing yards right now. he has only person he has less touchdowns than is Patrick Mahomes he has 17 touchdowns but he only has three interceptions okay like. Dude, Tom is just Tom is just so efficient right now. It is really scary. And uh, look, man, I I wouldn't I just wouldn't want to play Tom. My position hasn't changed in the Bucks. I still think they're Super Bowl contenders. I still oh, think absolutely. they're the favorite going into this thing. I think we're on key with that. But I understand what you're saying. I can appreciate some of that. Next team. So we're gonna go. We're gonna stay in that same division. Actually, no, it's different. Never mind. We're going to the AFC. That's what we're gonna do. Uh, Trey, we've now watched the Dolphins go from a playoff potential team, a team that won 10, 11 games last year, to starting one and five. Are is the public over or underreacting about this? Mm. I think I, I didn't really think that they were going to make any noise this year. I think the public is underreacting to how bad they are. Um, but it, I mean, it's it's quarterback woes. I mean, the Tua has shown this season that he is not the answer. And I look as a Colts fan, like I got a lot of respect for Jacoby Brissett, but obviously he's not the answer either. So, oh yeah. Their their defense is and they have some good defensive players. Um who's the, the corner? Is it uh Xavier Howard, Xavier? I think? Yeah, I think yeah, Xavier, Xavier Howard's a dog. Love that dude. Um and they have uh Gasecki, the tight end. We talked about him earlier on. And they on. got Byron Jones, like they have Byron a Jones. legitimate like, defense. They, they have they have a good they have a good defense and you know Offensively, they have some decent pieces. Um, you know, they to me, they kind of have this this Giants thing going where their quarterback just needs to step up. Like they they have a, they have good pieces, and they just don't have a leader for them. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll give to a some credibility here just because he's. He's been injured. I mean, he's uh, been playing through injuries played, since he got he's into the league played, at this point. I mean, yeah, he has, which is true. I mean, he's only, to be fair, like he's only played half the games. You know, half of the games have been played by Jacoby. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and bash Tua and say he's a bad quarterback, but you know, at you know, at some point, you can't keep reading the same chapter of a book and nope. expect a different ending. Nope. Availability is the uh, number one deterrent of whether you'll be successful or not. The best you available, you're not availability. That's right. So I I think this is I think we're underreacting to this. Um, I think this is an issue. You went from like I said, you went from a playoff team to one in five. I I I don't I don't know yeah, if it's the, like a it's like a, a depressing one in five. 
Oh, I mean, they just got knocked. I mean, they just got knocked off by the Jags. Yeah, dude, and that was not, dude. The coaching was just so bad that game. I yeah, don't that, know what that what game was hard to watch. Um, I just the whole team is just. <clears throat> I mean, the whole team is just really struggling. To be honest, I feel like. I just I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say about the Dolphins other than something's really broken. I'm not a huge Dolphins fan. I haven't watched every Dolphins game. I'll admit that. I hardly so, watch any of them. Yeah, and it's just I don't know, man. I, on paper, I mean, I know Tua has only played half the game, so I get they're running with their backup quarterback. I mean, think about it. No, and Tua actually had kind of a, more. And I mean, Tua had a pretty he had a good game. Or, um, well, against the Patriots? No, Tua had a good game against say. the Jags. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah, he didn't play bad. Like that definitely wasn't his loss. Yeah, I mean, he had he had a he had a seventy percent completion percentage and... with three hundred and thirty yards, uh, two touchdowns, and I mean, he threw an interception. But look, I just can't look past uh, that Bills game, bro. That Bills game was just like when yeah, the Bills. I, I mean, the bro, the Bills steamrolled on thirty-five team. zip, thirty-five yeah. zip, bro. And they just have not looked the same since that game. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the Dolphins just need to, you know, go ahead and just try to rebuild again. I don't know. But something's, yeah, like I, I mean, said, I, I'm going to be honest. Like how many, how many years How many years in a row do you get to to rebuild before Bro, you how finally do you go get from, something How do you right? go from a 10-win team to a 1-5 team? That's my question. Like, yeah, and it's, something it's ain't, like something a, ain't right. And it's a, like a a sad one in five. It's not like you're, you're one in five, but the, your five losses have been close losses. I mean, you're, you're either losing closely to teams that you should be beating or you're getting blown out of the water. I will say I like Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle's great. Yeah. I hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah, I think Devontae Hopefully Parker's been kind of a letdown, and their running game has been kind of a letdown. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on for this trash team. I, I don't really know what else to say yeah. about them. I just RIP to Dolphins good. fans everywhere. Um, this is this is a big one actually. We'll we'll probably spend some time talking about this one. Trey the Ravens. The Ravens are now five and one. Very with, underrated. With the Bills losing last night, they now become the number one team in the AFC. You're going underrated right now. Very, very underrated. Um, Go for it. Lamar, Lamar Jackson's putting up better numbers than his MVP season in 2019, um, at least so far. Um, their defense, even though they have pretty much been littered with injuries, are surprisingly good. Um, and they just put an absolute beatdown on one of the best teams in the AFC right now. Completely that game. I mean, they just yeah. they oh, yeah. walked all over the Chargers. Hundred percent. That was, was they ate them alive. That defense. And was Lamar crazy. Jackson, for all things considered, he actually didn't didn't really play that crazy of a game. Um, he actually had a a pretty bad game, all things considered. Um, at least when you compare that to some of the numbers that he's put up this season, like week prior when he played the Colts, um, mm-hmm. I thought he was going to have a terrible game in the first half. Um, he was having a terrible not game. Not that way the second half. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I 
I mean, it, Lamar Jackson, like I said earlier, it, he's putting up MVP numbers. Uh, I think he has to be in the conversation. Okay. The, the Ravens are, and I mean, we all know, we all know the Ravens are good. Nobody is looking at the Ravens like a, a Super Bowl contending team. Um, and I didn't when the season started, uh, just because I, I thought teams like the chiefs would be on another level. Um, the Ravens have shut me up. All right, let's talk about it. So, um, first thing I will say is I will give Lamar credit. Lamar had a, has had a, he's played very well so far. Um, when he's it comes a, to, so I want to, I want to put that out there now, right? Like we're not, I'm not hating on Lamar. Like Lamar's a great quarterback. And, and we've always said that on the show is that Lamar, I mean, Lamar can do things that no other quarterbacks can do. The, the sustainability that Lamar has with running the football, I mean, Lamar almost has 400 yards so far running the football. Like, it's insane. Like, I tip of the cap, like, man's insane. We know this. He had 1,000 rushing yards last year. We know this, right? Okay, cool. I get, oh, and, and I'll give him props for the Colts game. Well, but let me – we need to talk about this because this is what's frustrating, okay, is this take that – Lamar is putting up better numbers than his MVP year. Okay. But I don't think you're really considering what the numbers are. So when we talk about the numbers, Lamar right now has, he's second in total yards right now. Amazing, right? Tom Brady is leading the league in total yards. Lamar is second in total yards. He's seven yards ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now. Okay, this is my issue when it comes to Lamar is Trey, you know, my take that for quarterbacks, the valuable statistic is touchdowns. Okay, for the playmaker of the team, it doesn't matter how you get down the field. It's how you score. And with Lamar, you know, Lamar theoretically should benefit greatly in this statistic. Like he should have more touchdowns because he runs so much at the goal line even. You know what right. I mean? Like, like he, because of the rushing threat, he's, I mean, the, you know, he's really unstoppable at the goal line. You would think. You would Lamar hope. Lamar Jackson this season has 11 total touchdowns and nine total turnovers. And that's, that is where my hesitancy starts is that I understand he had a great game against the Colts, but using some critical thinking, we have to also remember is that midway through the third quarter, the last starting cornerback for the Colts went down and all the other secondary pieces were then second or third string secondary pieces and played the ugliest zone defense I have ever seen here's, here's my entire thing. life. And As so I'm not going to hate Lamar for that. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me finish this. I'm not going to, I don't hate Lamar for that. To me, actually, I think Lamar has grown this season in, in his decision-making. Lamar is more willing to stay in the pocket, which I definitely like. Lamar, in that Colts game, chose the best option every single time. He did, hands down. That's why they mounted the comeback. And because of the injury to the, you know, whatever. They got the win. And at the end of the day, we always say the win is the win no matter what. My only issue with Lamar has been is is that is the touchdown, the turnovers just really pissed me off. and. At the end of the day, you're going to – that look, if you're going to turn the ball over in the playoff game that many times, it just won't matter. I do, I'll go ahead. I'll finish my I'll, – I'll give the second half of my take 
after you. As as a Colts fan, and for any other, if there are any other Colts fans listening, that was one of that might. I would literally that game fire was my so defensive coordinator to watch. They ran, and for anybody that didn't watch the game, I encourage you to go back and watch the second half and overtime of that game. When I tell you that the Colts literally ran the same off-ball zone defense oh my gosh. for two straight quarters plus the Ravens' drive of overtime, it was the exact same play. The exact same play every time. Yep. And it... They left the middle of the field open on every. I mean, Mark Andrews has. I think. I think that was the best game of the season for him so far. Yeah, yeah, easily. <laughs> he was wide open every play. <laughs> yeah, literally every play. Literally, he had two touchdowns in the last like 15 minutes of the game. Yeah, and it's and ironically enough, that was also the first time Lamar Jackson has thrown over 400 yards. I think. Yeah. Yep. In his career. So it was the best passing day of his career. Look, Lamar did what he had to do. The The Colts said, you know what, Lamar, I dare you to beat us throwing. They made it way too easy for him, but he did it. Um, yes, he did. And he did it very, very, very well. Extremely. I mean, he. I think he only threw like five or six incomplete passes. Oh, no, dude, he had fried. Like he had like six, I mean, Lamar yeah, Jackson he had like six or seven like incomplete a, total. Like a, like a career night. He had fantastic decision making. And I like I said, I want to give him as much credit as I can. I think he's grown this year a lot. My issue with Lamar is that is look, I, I'm this is this is word about like you are hearing this from me, and if you don't believe like me, Dak go look Prescott it up. thumping has, on the division. He has yeah, like bro. He has stuck. eleven the defense. Bro, you stuck. have eleven touchdowns and total touchdowns. I'm not talking passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns, he has nine. Okay. Yeah, the, the two rushing touchdowns is kind of shocking to me. It's just yes, it is, and so and you got nine, you know, you got four fumbles and five picks. It's just, uh, and and look, when we're talking passing, you know, if we're talking passing attack, you can talk total touchdowns. Let me tell you that that you know he has as many touchdowns. Sam Donald has more throwing has more touchdowns. Period. Than Lamar. Sam Donald actually has five rushing touchdowns this year. People don't know that. Like Sam Donald has more total touchdowns right now than Lamar does. It's, so look, I, I I really respect Lamar and for what their team has done fighting through injuries, and I really respect Lamar's his captainship of the team. There is no doubt to anybody on any team that Lamar captains this team. Like he is definitely the dog of that offense. He runs that offense. It's all him. I really appreciate it. I think they have some great pieces. I know they're missing their running back. I get it, but they did replace him with. I mean, Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman both scored that game, last game. Obviously, yeah. that's working with Forum right now. Um, I Absolutely, their defense, I did not expect their defense to be this. I mean, their defense has just been suffocating. They just handled business on the Chargers. And, that's, and look, man, that's why they won that game, because Lamar played a bad game against the Chargers. That game, he had 160 passing yards with a touchdown and two picks. He's not the reason they won that game. It's because the defense were dogs that game. The defense, they were. They yeah, were I, th- dogs I think, did, I mean, they, they held the that's Chargers for like less than 30 rushing yes, yards. Yes, exactly. And that's why I'm going to sit here and they, tell everybody that the Ravens are, right now, they're being undervalued. Because it's not, and it's it's not that 
Lamar is being undervalued because I don't think Lamar is being undervalued. I think if anything, he's being overvalued with the with the touchdown to turnover you know ratio. But that defense has overcome injuries that I did. You know, their secondary is overcoming Marcus Peters being gone. I don't like Marcus Peters, but Marcus Peters is a legitimate threat at cornerback. Okay. And, and their safeties, their safeties have stepped up their game. It's been incredible to watch props to them. Against I think the a, are a very high powered, mm-hmm. high flying charge. They have not. Offense. Absolutely. They look, man, the Ravens have not played bad teams. I mean, they've played a couple, but like overwhelmingly, they've played and they've played some very close games. L- At Lamar the end of the day, Jackson had less than 20 completions, less than 170 yards, and threw two picks, and they beat the Chargers 34 to six. Yep. Look, man, a win is a win. At the end of the day, that's that's what we always say: a win is a win. But the Ravens, I, I'll I, the only the only asterisk I put next to the Ravens is that. Honestly, the Ravens could just as easily be one in be uh the Ravens just as easily could be two and four. Right now they're five and one. They could have easily lost lost the game to the Chiefs if Clyde doesn't fumble. They easily could have lost to the Lions if the you know if that call if that, that delay a game call, penalty. If the delay a game penalty was called they lose to the Lions. They they lose to the Colts if. That poor cornerback didn't get injured, and the defensive quarter coordinator made the worst decision. Or you know what? We won't even take it that far back. If there, if the Colts kicker hadn't torn his hip, if yeah, he hadn't, Blankenship. If, he hadn't, if Blankenship wasn't injured, they win that game. I, but look, like I said, a win is a win. At the end of the day, very much respect it. Just Ravens fans, I agree that the Ravens are a little underrated right now. But just keep in mind, like. You could there, very easily foresee, be sitting at the bottom of the division right exactly. now. Exactly. I foresee trouble at the horizon. That's all I'm that's all I wanna say. Like we're gonna move past this. Ravens, great job. Just uh I just just keep hunkering down. It's gonna be a long season. Keep just uh the Ravens really don't need to do anything else other than like watch the turnovers. Yeah. Like, I, the, their look, offense Lamar, is doing real good. Their yes. defense is incredible. John Harbaugh is an incredible coach. coach. Like this, yeah, they, Lamar I, Jackson, yep. you got to learn how to protect the football. Got to, Ben. I'm, I'm telling you, nine turnovers ain't going to do it in the playoffs. It's, dude, I mean, 11 to nine, that's the turnover ratio right now. And when you talk about any other elite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, we know, has a turnover issue right now, right? Oh, he's Patrick an Mahomes. interception machine hey, this year. Hey, listen to this. You know what his turnover to touchdown ratio is? 19 to 10. We know Patty's got a problem right now with being, you know, this default aggro phase he's in. It's like Patty's going through an emo phase, all right? But Patty's, but Patty's turnover to th- touchdown to turnover ratio is almost 2.0. Lamar, Lamar's not even getting to one and a half. I don't even know if 11 to nine is one and a quarter. I don't think, I don't even think it is. So nope. just uh, something, that, something to think about. Next up, um, we're going to be, we're going to be wrapping this up, Trey. So we're going to go a little quicker here. We got the Bengals are four and two right now. Trey, what are you thinking? Get that shit out of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I like the Bengals a lot. I like Joe Burrow a lot. Um, and they've played really well. But I I am I ain't I ain't buying into this stock, man. Like the like congratulations last weekend you guys beat Detroit, who is 0 and six. 
They're terrible. I mean, like, they are awful. Like, I I, I don't I really don't even know what to say about the Bengals. Like, I, I hey, just, hey, the Bengals I, have a better record than Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I know, but like <laughs> Pittsburgh, I I I could say a lot of bad things about Pittsburgh. Um they got lucky against the Seahawks. Um they got really lucky. I they, think I mean really they drafted TJ Watt. That was Yeah. Yeah. TJ Watt I, I, so well. Oh, oh yeah. He, he played a he whale of a menace. He was a menace. Um and I think Cleveland will eventually figure themselves out. I trust that Cleveland will have a better record than Cincinnati at the end of the season. Look, we're going to talk about Browns next, actually. So let's, we're going to focus on the Bengals here. Um, I want Joe Burrow to get his dues for everybody oh, absolutely. listening. I want Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow deserves all the credit in the world Dude, for what this team has accomplished that, so far this season. This team is double positive right now. <laughs> like the record is saying, positive like, right they now. Were, other than what Jacksonville last year, they were like yeah, they were one of the team. worst teams in football. To me, and yeah, no, we're yeah, a third of the I way through the agree. season, and they're and they're four and two, dude. Yeah, I mean, now I, like, like I said, like you said, I, I this is over. This is we are no, way no, overreacting. Okay, they could very, very much end up with a worse record than the Steelers this year. The reality is, is that they've played five. I mean, they've played six of the easiest games of their schedule. I mean, and when I say of their schedule, I mean, like, no, seriously, they've played all their easy games are up front. They played the Vikings, Bears, Steelers, Jaguars, Packers and Lions. Okay, and they play the Ravens twice still the Browns twice still Ravens are actually coming up next week. Yeah, they're going to play the Raiders, the Chargers, the 49ers, the Broncos, and the Chiefs. Yeah, I so, mean, it, it, it is very possible <laughs> that the Bengals dude, do not have a positive dude, record at the end of this season. They're going to do th- – th- I mean, guys, like, no, seriously. Who made the who made the Bengals schedule? They wanted to kill these guys. And they, are you serious? They're, they have to play the Packers, the Ravens twice, the Browns twice, the Chargers, the, the Raiders – the Broncos and the Chiefs, like holy crap! Did yo y'all really have no respect for the Bengals at all? But um, right now, uh, I I want to give Joe Burrow all the respect I possibly can. Joe Burrow is comeback player of the year, hands down. I don't even think it should be a debate. Uh, I don't think it will be a debate for the year. Con- I mean, consider he, he me impressed. Yeah, I didn't think the Bengals would be off the that injury. At right now. Nope, coming off the injury. Like I said, they're gonna have a losing record at the end of the season, but. Props to I Joe. I think. Look, if they continue to play the way that no. they're playing now, they could break even. No, I think they could win a game or two in there that we don't think they're supposed to win. I think they will win a game or two, but the issue is, is those are like nine games of teams that are just significantly better than them. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, I think the biggest surprise has been Jamar Chase. Amazing. He's yeah, uh, he he's finally chi- of the year. finally chipped the bricks off the tips of his fingers. Yeah, he did. He's played phenomenal. Props, props, props. Um, you know, Jamar Chase Not has five receiving touchdowns and 550 yards. It's, it's, he's, but it's not sustainable. Bengals. Not sustainable, especially for the schedule they got R. coming up. R.I.P. Um, next up, Browns, dude, three and three. I got to say, Baker I am to... severely disappointed in what I've seen from the Browns so far. I, 
I understand that they have lost their losses to to the Browns benefit. Okay. Um they're come to great teams. You know, they lost to the Chiefs by four points. They lost to the Chargers in a wild shootout by five. And they just, you know, they kind of got smoked by the Cardinals, but they got smoked by the Cardinals. They've been smoking everybody. Who so. have been smoking everybody. They're they're obviously, I mean, they have to get a little bit, well, they don't get that much of a break. But, you know, I, look, the, the Browns are a phenomenal team. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't I think, blame injuries. We're not going to blame injuries. I think, well, I think uh, what we uh, learned last week is how incredibly important Nick Chubb is to this offense. Because their their rushing attack against the Cardinals this past weekend, it was a joke. Yeah, it was it was just non-existent. Nick Chubb is for sure the captain of this team. Um, I feel I don't want to press Baker too hard because I know Baker is dealing with shoulder injuries. Like I, yeah, I know he has a torn labrum. Which is tough, especially as a quarterback. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's not on his throwing arm. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Look, I agree. Like I said, we're not just up to injuries. Uh, they should not be like they got to win one of these games. They play the Chiefs, Chargers, and Cardinals. You got to win one of those games. They didn't win a single one. To me, that's really disappointing, especially when we talk about what are they going to do in the playoffs. So to me, the Browns are a letdown. Um, I don't think we're reacting enough to this. It's these. It's these not like. It's these not Super Bowl favorite teams that like squeak into wild card game or like squeak into wild card spots. Like you have to look through the regular season and to actually like validate them as a threat, they need to win games that they aren't supposed to win. Yes. And the Browns just aren't doing it. This I mean, is they're... my other thing. This is actually my biggest issue with the Browns. Is their secondary sucks. And, and if you don't, and if you don't believe me, let's look at their losses. They they let the Chiefs score thirty three, and that was the least amount of points to a, a good team that was scored. The Cardinals dropped thirty seven, and the Chargers dropped forty seven. Bro, you cannot let a young Chargers team drop forty. I don't care who you are, okay? especially you after a young Chargers, especially team. after this week watching what your division rival just did to them. Exactly, like, dude, you cannot. Ah, you just can't let that happen. So to me, look, man, Miles the Ravens Garrett's secondary on paper wasn't looking too hot either. So yeah, yeah. Look, man, the the rate. Um, I like Miles. I like what Miles Garrett has done. You know, he's leading the league in sacks right now. Uh, their their front seven is no joke. But bro, the Browns. The same basketball. Out, you thought the Redskins uh, secondary was bad, bro. This is this is bad, bad. This is bad. This is bad. This has yeah, Browns written all over. Well, this has classic Browns written all over it. Browns, well, y'all gotta fix I this. I wouldn't say all that. I mean, the classic Browns would be like zero and six and Bro, getting clashed Browns, by thirty. Hey, look, hey, look, the classic Browns letting up forty-seven points too. That's a fair point. Yeah, but they'd be losing like forty-seven to seven. I'm just saying the deep. I'm just saying the secondary acting like classic Browns yeah. secondary right now. That's all I'm saying. Look, gotta figure it out. I'm, I, I'm saying we're underreacting to this. Because I don't hear anybody talking about the Browns secondary, but the Browns secondary is gonna, to me, the Browns secondary is gonna be what hold them out of a championship. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's Baker. I think Baker has played decently enough. Screw a championship. The Browns secondary might hold them out of the playoffs. Great point. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it yeah. this way. I mean, right. Their division is disgusting. 
Bro, I mean, the, the Bengals have a better record than them right now. Like, that's scary. The Bengals have a better record, and they're tied with the Steelers. And, like, if the Steelers could actually figure out what the hell they're doing on offense, the Steelers could be right back into the mix with the rest of these guys. Man, I got to say something, bro. I saw the funny – I think I sent it to you earlier. I saw the funniest thing on Instagram today. It was a picture of DK, and it said, DK Metcalf is really just a bigger version of Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got like the same hair color and everything, man. I don't. Oh my gosh, they're both just wildly overrated. I mean, Juju's not playing right now; he's season. But my point, yeah, point being is, look, man, they got to do something. You can't have the same record as the Steelers and have a worse record than the Bengals. It's just embarrassing. Yeah. Um. But so, try we're on our last one, last one for the night. And then we're checking out, and this is one of the biggest ones. The Chiefs are three and three. Okay, so this is—I think this is going to be a little hot. Maybe it's not. I don't know. The Chiefs are three and three. Are people over or underreact? Um, I think uh, people are underreacting. Okay, I don't. All right, I don't, I don't think people are like really realizing how horrible their defense is. I mean, the Chiefs' defense is, overall, they are terrible. And, look, Patrick Mahomes, like, I get that talent-wise, you're the best quarterback in football. We all know it. But, like, bro, you got to chill. You really need to chill. And for anybody that doesn't believe me, Go watch the end of the half of the Washington game. That interception that he threw was one of the worst decisions I think I have ever seen a quarterback make literally in the history of football. So for anybody that didn't watch the game, Patrick Mahomes rolls out to the right. He's He's got like two or three defenders chasing him. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Chase Young. Chase Young literally had him. Chase Young hand. is hawking him down. <laughs> and there's like 20-ish seconds left, right? Yeah. Instead of either just trying to sprint for the sidelines or just throwing the ball out of bounds, he holds on to the ball until Chase Young catches him and just throws this wounded duck straight up into the sky. I mean, this pass doesn't <laughs> sail more than like 10 yards. No, it doesn't. He just throws it up in the air. There is no receiver within the vicinity of this ball in any way, shape, or form, and it just lands right in the Redskins' hands to end the half. Yeah. And like, at that point in the game, like, the game was was close. The Washington were, football team was winning the game at that point. Yeah, and the, the game, and even if, they, even if they weren't winning, man, like, you can't, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Y'all didn't I, blow the game open till the second half, and it was because your defense somehow, some way, didn't let Washington score in the second half, which blows my mind because their defense is so bad, like, Granted, like Washington's football team, Washington's offense is just nothing to brag about. But Except like for Terry McLaurin. 
Yeah. Except for Terry. I and Antonio Gibson's here. pretty decent. I gotta pro- I gotta protect Terry. Terry's like my hidden gem. Scary, you know what I mean? Scary Terry. Scary Terry is no joke. But continue. I I know you didn't mean no harm. I just gotta protect now, my boy. Nah, bro. Like I just like oh good lord, uh, man. Yeah. And look, he threw he threw what two interceptions that game, I think. Yeah. One of the interceptions. The first yeah, no, the first one I Tyreek, I get some stickum or bro, something. Tyreek, that, that's like the that third bounced. one Tyreek dropped too. Yeah. That turned into a pick. I mean, that bounce. Yeah, thank, shout out Tyreek on my fantasy team for dropping that easy pass. Really appreciate that. But like, <laughs> like, good lord, man! Like, people need to understand. Like, I don't care how good your offense is. If your defense is that bad. You're not going anywhere. And that's why I said the Ravens are now like serious Super Bowl contenders. Because I think everybody was riding the Chiefs wave going into this season. And Patrick Mahomes is an interception machine. And the amount of interceptions that he has, it doesn't even account for all the horrible decisions he's made with the football this season. So I don't like, I don't, I don't know what the chiefs are going to do. I think their record at the end of the season is going to be a lot better than what it is now. Like, I, I think they're going to be well above 500, but like, bro, when, when we get to the playoffs, man, like if Patrick doesn't clean up some of this decision-making, I, the Chiefs are in trouble, like some serious trouble. Right. Okay, so I agree with just about everything you said. Uh, I think you really, I think you hit the nail on the head. But I do disagree with your very first statement. See, I okay, so maybe and maybe it's just because of what I've heard from people. I think we're actually overreacting. So, and, and this is my reason, you know, I've heard a lot of people say there's a, there's a certain sports analyst, very popular one that came out and say that the chiefs are done, you know, they're done. They're just not going to consider, you know, we're not going to consider them for anything anymore. They suck now. Like they just, they do. And I got to say, this is, first of all, this is, it's just a wild exaggeration. Okay. Yes. I, I know the Kansas city chiefs have had, I mean, they, they've, Turn the ball over more than any other team so far. But that is not going to last all season. Like at some point, Tyreek Hill is going to catch these passes. He's going to get into it. Patrick Mahomes, look, Andy Reid's going to have a nice heart to heart with him and say, I know you're the best quarter, you know, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I know that. You're not what you are the best quarterback in football. But it doesn't mean you can be default aggro and try to throw out of a sack when Chase Young is hitting you. It doesn't mean you can throw out of that. Like there are, you know what I mean? Like these turnovers are going to get cut down. Andy Reid's a good enough coach that he's going to control his team. He's like, they're going to figure that out. This offense, I mean, beside, what, what is it? They, they, this offense has scored over 30 points every game, but one so far. Yeah. Like, and that's with, that's with the most turnovers in the, you know, in the league. That's with turning the ball over at the last second against the Ravens to lose that game. That's with multiple interceptions against the Chargers. I think he had three or four that game and they only lost by six points. They only lost by six points and he threw three picks. 
You know, that's with he, him throwing however many picks he did against the Bills. You know, Patty still somehow has 19 total touchdowns and, and a ridiculous amount of yards. So, first of all, they're going to figure out the offense. I am not concerned about the turnovers. To me, this is a phase. Like I said, this is kind of like Patrick Mahomes' emo phase, if you will, right? Where he's just doing dumb stuff, and you're like, dude, what is an ego from, phase. From from uh, uh, yeah, an ego phase. That's 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 a little bit better. Emo ego, sure. He's going through a phase right now where it's just like, like from the outside looking in, you're just like, Patty, like, what are you doing, bro? You're doing too much, what you, man. What are, you, what are you doing, bro? You have Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey. I know they're playing Tyree Kill double coverage with safeties, blah, blah, blah. You're fine, dude. You're going to get a running game eventually. Clyde's hurt, whatever. You'll figure it out. Look, I'm not worried about the offense. The only concern in the world is the defense. I will give them credit because the teams that they've played, the offenses they've played are all elite. Okay, they play the Browns offense, the Ravens offense, the Chargers offense, the Bills offense. Like, those are four of the best offenses in the league, hands down. Like, hands down. So, I can cut a tiny bit of slack, but I agree with you. The defense needs to make some, uh, needs to make some major adjustments. But to say that the Chiefs are not, you know, what I'm hearing is that the Chiefs are not in championship contention. And that's not true. If the Chiefs make the wild card, bro, who knows? I, 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 we both agree the playoffs, that defense. For sure. Yeah, no, they're gonna make the they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't care that they're three and three. You know, the Chargers are only four and two. They're a game behind. Okay, we're six games into the season. Who cares? All right, but and and not everything is fixed magically. They're gonna lose a couple more games. But the reality technically, is, one, technically, they're two games behind the Chargers. Okay, te- yes, that's true. Technically, they're two games behind the Chargers, but if they beat the Chargers the next game, then it evens out, and they'll have the, you know, they'll have I'm the assuming, I'm assuming the Chiefs will have a better record at the end of the season. Yes, and if my they're only... not, they, they still get the tie. My point is, is that the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. We both agree that defense wins championships, but we also know that this Kansas City team, they're going to get the turnovers right, and and who knows when shootouts happen? You know, if a shootout, if they, if the Kansas City goes into a shootout, who's betting against Kansas City in the shootout? I don't know. Uh, my, my only thing is like the reason I, th- the main reason that I don't think people are reacting enough to this is with the Chiefs, it's Super Bowl or bust. And with, the way that the Chiefs look right now, you know, we're we're talking about them like maybe not making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs squeaking into the wild card at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. The yeah. Quarterback in football, they have one of the most high-powered offense offenses in like the history of the sport. And we're talking about them barely squeaking into the wild card because the defense is like borderline a liability. Now, granted, the turnovers do not help the defense in any way, shape, no, or form. No, they don't. That's, they need to learn and how that's to another great ball. point. That's another really important part is that, you know, this is the same issue that the Washington football team has is that the turnovers. I mean, their just defense up, is good. It just kills them, bro. Yeah, it's, it just kills the turnovers. The, the, the Chiefs don't have a four and out problem like the football team does, but it, regardless. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs, it's it's Super Bowl or bust. 
you know, if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's not a successful season. And as it as their team is presently constructed right now, with the way that the season's gone, they may not make it to the Super Bowl, let alone win it. I'm not going to go as far to say that they're not championship contenders. I think that's ridiculous. The Chiefs have had a below-average defense every time they've gone to the Super every Bowl. Every time they've, when they won the Super Bowl, they had a terrible defense. Still, it's yeah. the same defense. It's literally this. Nothing has changed in this defense at all. Well, they actually. Well, maybe, actually, maybe a couple they, small pieces. Well, no, they lost um, Justin Houston from that. Oh, never mind. Never mind. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right. They did lose. So they, they, if anything, they've lost. I mean, the, the only bright spot on that defense is Tyron Matthew. And I actually like Tyron Matthew a lot. Um, I would actually say he's one of the more underrated defenders in the league, all things considered. Hey, look, I'll definitely take him over Jamal Adams. That's for Hell yeah. Sure. Oh, Hell yeah. Look, love, oh love Tyron Matthew. He's the kind of guy that's going to start screaming in Patrick Mahomes' face, telling him to stop being a moron which is what this team needs. Obviously, they're Super Bowl contenders, but if the season keeps going the way it does, if they don't cut down the turnovers, they are not going to succeed in the playoffs. I, I, can, get, I can get with that a little bit. I, I, think, I think the Bills become a much more interesting game. I think that game is just... Yeah, I mean, you know, the, Bill, year, the Bills, the Bills have proven that they can get into shootouts with people and win, or at least they're not afraid to go for the win. If anybody didn't see the game last week, I thought it was a pretty bad play call on that fourth down at the end of the game. Um, I think mm-hmm. if they ran a different play, I mean, it was it was a quarterback sneak. The Titans had to have seen that coming from a mile away. They did. They stuffed it. Um, but I, I think I think the Bills are a, a serious, serious threat. And if the Chiefs don't turn don't like chill with the turnovers, the Bills are going to be more of a threat to me than the Chiefs are in the playoffs. Yeah, well I think what'll kill the Chiefs I mean, if they if for some reason the Bills win, I think home field advantage is gonna play a huge part in that. Oh, for I, sure. I will say for the Chiefs, to the Chiefs credit. And we've seen this a lot more. I mean, actually, we see this plenty in football too, but a lot in basketball is what championship pedigree means in the playoffs. And that's why when I heard this analyst just like come out and be like, "No, nope, Chiefs are done. Like, we're not even going to talk about them. Not worth talking about. Like, they're 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 done. They're not making the play." That's it. Really, it just infuriated me because, dude, you have players in this team that know exactly what it takes to win championships they they know they've been to two championships as a team tom brady man why do you think that bucks team is so dangerous now everybody knows what it takes to win a championship everybody knows what it takes to win you know win the nfc tom brady tom brady's played a lot of you know championship games nfc super bowls afc championship whatever it is there's a reason that tom is just so freaking dangerous in the postseason and part of it is because he's so damn experienced and so I, I will say that will that will definitely play into the you know that'll play into the Chiefs' hands. I mean, and look, man, it's played against the Ravens in the past, not having championship pedigree on their team. 
So uh, that will be a factor. I think we're overreacting a little bit. I think the cha- you know I think they're still championship contenders, but I do. Yeah, I, I mean, we're I where you're coming from. For everybody that says they're not a championship contender, You're like y'all are bat, y'all are batshit insane. I mean, y'all are it, insane. Y'all are tripping. But <laughs> I mean, I if if you, that. I mean, if you, if you look at it from my perspective, championship or bust, with the way that their team is playing right now, I mean, we're a third of the way through the season, and I mean, the Chiefs are a just a turnover machine. Yeah, they are. Just a well-oiled turnover machine. If you turn the ball over like this in the playoffs, you're not going to win. And how are you going to turn the ball over more than Daniel Jones and the Giants? Come on now. We can't yeah, be tired. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like, Patrick Mahomes threw two picks. One of them obviously wasn't his fault. Dude, I'm the telling second you, bro. one was very <laughs> obviously his you, bro. fault. That's happened like three times this season. He throws it to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek, for some reason, just has... Just dinks right off his hands and it's picked. Just... Like... Look, I mean, it was the most ridiculous thing at I've the ever end. Seen. At the end of the day, it's a turnover. Yep. It's gonna go on the stat sheet, and That's it doesn't right. matter if it's your fault or not, Patrick. If it happens, there is a very solid chance. I mean, you can't turn the ball over two to four times every game. Nope. And expect to win in the teams. playoffs. Not like against these, good teams. Like these teams are gonna be ready for that. Yep. And that hence why y'all have lost three games this season. Instead of being six and zero and dominating everybody like you have been for the past two years, completely agree, my boy. Completely so, agree. It is what it is. Yep. Hopefully All right, guys. I uh, do. I hope so, because man, I hate Jackson Mahomes right now, but I like Patty. Oh yeah, that <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing to do with sports. But like, there's no shot that you're dancing on top of Sean Taylor's number for TikTok. Everybody knows Sean Taylor's live. Kick your butt. Uh, yeah, everybody, he might. Everybody he, might know, everybody in, he might turn in his grave just to smack you. Uh just that was so disgusting. It, yeah, was, if you follow Jackson Mahomes on anything, you listen to this podcast. You better be unfollowing him right now. I'm just, just letting y'all know we ain't going to get into it because we're leaving, but. Right now, unfollow that man, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Checkup Podcast. We're glad you're listening. Uh, we will be back soon, like we said earlier. Plenty of content on the way. We're trying to figure some things out, um, get us some more content for the NBA, NHL. We got fights coming. We got the football. Like we got college basketball coming. Like kinds of shit coming. We are man. loaded, baby. Wait. We are locked and loaded, guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back on the Checkup Podcast later.